name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. It's good to be home. I've been gone for 10 days, and it's nice to be back with you all. What a wonderful time in uh, Boston at our convention with the Patriarch John and uh, Metropolitan Joseph. What a beautiful time it was, just wonderful. I'll share a few little uh, things that the Patriarch said in my homily, um, but it was really wonderful. Um, on the second day of the convention, uh, normally there's kind of a business time, you know, so it's kind of uh, a little bit hard. And uh, <laughs> No, it's really hard. <laughs> what am I saying? It's really hard. So Metropolitan Joseph asked Patriarch to give us a spiritual homily. It was powerful. And it set the tone for everything. It was really beautiful. It was very, very beautiful. I just want to encourage you that we're really kind of setting on a new course, and uh, I think there's many, many good things ahead. I'll share with you some of them. Uh, again, uh, his desire, Metropolitan's desire to kind of unite our archdiocese in a really beautiful way. I think he's doing a wonderful job with that in some areas. And then also to start monasteries, he wants to do that wants to build up the, the clergy ranks. Very beautiful. All of it was very beautiful. But I also want to, before we begin the homily, pay tribute to uh, the very uh, reverend, the archpriest Gordon Walker. You know, there were five men that started uh, this right here, five men. They all lived here for a period of time. I think about five years or so. They were all in this town. And uh, they got together every, at 4 o'clock every day on the patio. <laughs> and they talked about where we were going, what, what we needed to do as a community to, to be close to God, to draw near to the kingdom. What was this kingdom about? What was the church about? Well, here you are. This is what it was about. I remember Father Gordon, uh, we were kind of debating which way we should go. Should we become Orthodox or we just keep doing what I think? He had a vision. And he said, I know what we're supposed to do. We need to go and go in, like now. Like we need to start knocking on doors and keep going. This is, there is no question in my mind that this is where we need to go. And so... Uh, through his prayers and his efforts, well, along with uh, Father Richard, Father Peter, Father Jack, uh, and Father John, um, what a joyous thing we have. Our children's children, beautiful thing. I, I'm so grateful. Um, so, thanks be to God for Father Gordon's efforts and our prayers to the family and uh, uh, memory eternal to him as well. I told Father John, you're the last man standing. I mean sitting. <laughs> My love to you, Father John. I know this is, this is a very emotional time for you because these were his friends, his most intimate friends for he and Mary Ellen. They grew, they grew up together in this way. So my love to you. Prayers are with all of you. So today's epistle talks about the law as being a guardian and a custodian. 
But under the law, we're still slaves to the elemental things of this world. We're still slaves. The law kind of guards us. It puts a fence around us so that we kind of know what's right and what's wrong. We, that law is even written on our hearts. We kind of have a natural law. But that law was given to be a, a, a fence. So we were clear of what to do, what not to do. The yeses and noes. But Christ came, and he asked us to live by faith, not by the law, not to live under this custodian anymore, not to live unto a guardian, but live unto a relationship with God in which we draw near to him and work with him in how we, what we do, what we think, and what we say. Life is about turning to God first and then acting. It's no longer to look out at the law, to the fence, it's to look in to God and decide then how to act, what to think, what to say, what to do. We, we, he, is our, he is not only our example, but he becomes then something for us that, that becomes our teacher on how to behave. So we live by faith, and our hope is that we live as children of God, children of the kingdom of God, in the gospel, we see that this, uh, that living this way, uh, we live under the kingship of a loving and compassionate God that not only heals, but feeds us. Feeds us. So I want to take this as kind of a backdrop introduction and talk about three ways we behave, can behave as Christian people. Because it's very important to know kind of where you are and how we kind of slip from one into the other. This is from our beloved patriarch, by the way, so I'm sharing his, a part of his homily with you. Well, there's three ways we behave as Christian people, as slaves, as servants, or children of God. Slaves, servants, or children. Okay, so what do I mean by that? And we've all been in all three categories, probably. So, and, But it's important to kind of know that we all want to strive to be children of God. Our, our, our target is to be children of God. Okay, so what's it mean to be a slave? It means that we follow, as Christian people, the rules and the laws of the faith so we don't get punished. A slave, right? He's, under, he's still under the old covenant. He still sees the Christian faith as observing obligations. I'm obliged to do this, and I do this because I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, I don't want to go to hell. Now, is that bad? No. But it's not where we're headed, right? It's not bad to, to, be, to be guarded that way as we kind of move out toward the fence and we begin to be tempted by something that might pull us away from God, it's good to have fear. I don't want to go away from here. I don't want to step over this line because I might be, there may be a consequence. That's not a bad thing. But that's not how we're asked to live as Christian people. That's kind of out there on the line. If we live this way, we tend to live according to minimums. What's the least I need to do to be saved? 
how many times a, a month, Father, do I need to come to church so I don't have to worry? What time do I have to get there to make sure that I'm not, I don't feel guilty? You see where we live? See the law, what the law does to us? It puts us in the minimums. We, we walk on a, a fence. You know, sadly, and I know we've all kind of been in this situation, uh, you know, uh, a couple gets together and they begin to have a relationship and then they, they ask this question almost all the time. How far is too far? What? What? Why are we walking on the fence? That's according to the law. We should be in the middle. We should be in the middle. So we're not asking about minimums. We're not living according to minimums. We're living according to the great riches of the kingdom of God. And here is this pot of gold, and we're out here playing with pennies. Oh, don't step over the line. Oh, gosh. I don't want to be, I don't want any consequences. So we don't live according to that law. Now, that law and that fence is there for a good reason, because it does bump us back toward the center. So it should not be in a sense of that. And sometimes it's really good to be, to be motivated by the fear of God if we're stepping way too far out of what we know is right. So, so the other, the next kind of level would be servants. Well, servants are good. We're to be called servants of God. But servants are expecting a reward. Right? We pray and we expect our prayers to be answered. We uh, do a good deed and we expect to be rewarded. Okay? So we, we live in this kind of it's a beautiful thing to be a servant of God because God says there's great reward in heaven. We understand all this. But when we begin to live this way, something begins to happen to us. And that is we begin to expect uh, our will to be done. My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't that how you pray? My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's exactly how we pray, right? We pray, our Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then we make requests and expect those things to be answered. Not according to your will, Lord, but according to my will. Okay, the problem with this, and this is really the, the great parable the Lord gave to this about the, the wages he promised to the workers. Okay, the parable, the one worker comes at the, at the first hour, and he says, I will you begin to work, I'll give you one denarii. Okay, next worker comes at the second hour, and he he, 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 he lets them work for uh, uh, the period of time, and then he begins to ask workers to work the whole time. And then little by little, he all the workers come, all the workers come, but they come at various times, some at the very end. At the very end, when he's handing out the wages, how much does he give to everybody? The same thing. Oh, but I earned more. I, you owe me more. You see what happens when we begin to live a bit as servants and we're kind of expecting the reward? We become disappointed. And God, God, how come you didn't answer my prayers? How come my life isn't going the way I want it to go? Servants. Not bad, but not perfect. 
What's the perfection? To be children of God. To live under the gracious care of a king that does everything in my life to save me. To live under the gracious care of a king that does everything in my life to save me. He gave me you to save me. He gave you me to save you. He gave you each other to save each other. He gave you spouses and children and children to parents. He gave you all those things to save you. He gave you trials and afflictions because he doesn't like you very much. No, he gave you trials and afflictions because he loves you. The child a father does not chastise and chasten for his good is not a good father. God is a good father. He's a good father. So, how do we live this way? How do we live with all the emotions and feelings and stuff that comes at us and all the difficulties that life brings? And we, we tend to respond to them with, with uh, our own our, our emotions and, and, and we're just, we just don't seem to find any dispassion. We don't find to seem to be to, to have a quietness in our soul about the things that happen to us or things that are happening in the world. So how do we do this? There's a great story, and the patriarch told this story. I'll end it with this. He said a man, a man come to him. I should I try to imitate him. A man came. <laughs> Spoke in Arabic, and they translate it. It was beautiful. But he's very, got a very beautiful, humble voice, so it's, it's wonderful to listen to him. Um, he said, uh, a monk comes to his spiritual father, and he says, Father, how do I live as a child of God? I'm so disturbed by all the things that are around me, all the people that, that they compliment me, I feel so good about that, and then the people that, that curse me, and I feel so bad about that. So I'm just tossed to and fro. I feel really good and really bad, and the things of the world, everything is just is overwhelming me. So the spiritual father told his monks, his, his spiritual son, he says, I have a task for you. I want you to go to the graveyard, and I want you to find a, 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 a monk that you know who's passed on. And I want you to say very nasty things to him. And so he did. And he came back to his, to his uh, spiritual father, and he says, well, I did. I said all these nasty things. He says, well, how did he respond? And he said, he didn't do anything. Now I want you to go back and I want you to compliment him. I want you to tell him all the wonderful things he did and all the things that's so good about him. So he did. And he came back to his spiritual father and he said, well, what did he, what did he do? He said, he didn't do anything. He said, you go do the same. That's how we live. We live because God loves us, because God cares for us. We don't live according to the things of this life, how people treat us, how life treats us. We live according to a good God that does everything to save us. He does not leave one rock unturned. Not one. So may this be our lot. May we be children of the Most High God, a loving God, a caring God, not children that work according to minimums, not children that have this 
credible expectation of God answering our prayers according to our will. But children that live in this world knowing that he's our helper and there's nothing in this life that can man or anything else do to me to upset that relationship. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.